You're listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness from LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs. It's Unnecessary Roughness, presented by the Jewelers of Las Vegas. Jacobs to his right. They send a man in motion. High snap, gets it down, gives it to Jacobs up the middle. Touchdown, Raiders! Josh Jacobs' first touchdown of the season on fourth and goal from the one. And the Raiders cut it to a one-score game with 3.59 to go in the fourth. Live at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. It's Unnecessary Roughness. Here's your boy Q. Q. And here we go, Raider Nation. We are back at our Monday night spot. You know how we get down. The Oyo Hotel and Casino. The Underground Lounge is the location. We do it each and every Monday. We get excited about the opportunity to be here. And there is going to be some Monday night football. Only one game this week. We've been getting accustomed the last couple weeks to having a doubleheader on Monday night football. Only one tonight. You got the Seahawks and the Giants going head-to-head, squaring up against each other to close out week four of the NFL season. So uh, here we are. We definitely encourage you to come on by, hang out with us. Uh, it's newly uh, you know, remodeled in here. I'm looking at about six different screens right now with about four different things on top of it. You've got uh, ESPN going. You've got NFL Network going. You've got NBA Live on got nhl action there's all kind of different action on all these tvs here uh the chairs and the couches are very comfortable so you can come on by get yourself some beverages the bar is right across from us you can get some food hooters is right across from us as well and it's just a very good location to sit down enjoy yourself hang out on this monday and uh either listen to me talk you talk with us or, uh, you know, whatever. Go play some bets here at the Williams Hill Sportsbook. Uh, there's just a good time to have a good time on this Monday, especially if you're trying to draw, draw out your sorrows and uh, drown out your sorrows from uh, what happened on Sunday with the Silver and Black dropping their third game in a row, now 1-3 on the season. This is Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. My man Ari's in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio holding it down like he always does and as mentioned here at the Oyo Hotel and Casino, the Underground Lounge. Have a lot to get to coming up on today's show. Excited about the guests that we have, as I am each and every day. Always appreciate all the contributions that we have on the show. At 2.30, we'll have our normal Monday guest, Ed Graney from ESPN Las Vegas, our sister station, of course, the Las Vegas Review-Journal as well, where he does all his fine writing. He'll join us at 2.30 to talk all things silver and black, talk about that 24-17 loss to the uh, L.A. Chargers. Another game, four games up, four games down. The Raiders have not gone over 20 points yet so far on the season. Uh, I've said it multiple times that it's becoming a problem. The offense needs to get jump-started, and, well, it's still a problem, and that offense still needs to get jump-started, and it's not there yet. So uh, we'll talk to Ed Graney, all things silver and black, coming up at 2.30. Also, another guy that was there at, a, at the game and was in the locker room following the game is Tyler Dragon from USA Today Sports. We have him on the show quite a bit. He covers the NFL like a glove. He was in SoFi Stadium. He was at SoFi Stadium and in the locker room following the game. It was right up there, up close to personal, with running back Josh Jacobs when he was talking, and Josh is a guy who's – uh, very frustrated with what's going on right now. Josh is not a, a, a used to losing. He doesn't like losing. He's one of those guys that I like to categorize as hates losing more than he enjoys winning, and that's a real thing. Uh, if you don't understand it, that's okay, but that is a real thing. There's people that actually hate losing more than they enjoy winning. Josh Jacobs, I would put in that category. Matter of fact, I had asked head coach Josh McDaniels about that uh, very thing earlier today, so you'll hear from Coach McDaniels throughout the course of the show. But Tyler Dragon uh, has a lot of good stuff to, to bring to the table from the Raiders' locker room and just what he saw from both the Raiders and the Chargers on Sunday's game. Again, 24-17 victory for the L.A. Chargers to improve to 2-2, two and, two, and the Raiders dropped to 1-3 and three 
on the season. Then at 3.30, we will scatter shoot around the NFL. Ari Mayrov from the 33rdteam.com. He'll join us, and he joins us, you know, usually once a week, maybe once every two weeks. Does a hell of a job covering all the, the NFL like a glove and all the different storylines going on in the league. And don't look now, but we were crowning the, the, the uh, Miami Dolphins last week as the best team in the league. And then all of a sudden, the Buffalo Bills went out and handled them, the, their business and gave it to them, right? They really served up the Miami Dolphins in a major way, uh, really made a statement. So now all of a sudden Buffalo is, the, is the, the darling team across the NFL. And, you know, you saw other teams like the Cowboys go out there and make a huge statement uh, as well, uh, put, a, put a whooping on, on the team that they uh, went up against and saw the Pittsburgh Steelers losing to the Houston Texans. And all of a sudden C.J. Stroud is starting to look really good. So tons of storylines that we'll talk about NFL-related with Ari Mayrod from the33rdteam.com. Coming up at 3.30, one note that I did saw, Tredavious White from the Buffalo Bills. He, in fact, did tear his Achilles, so he's out for the season. And those kind of injuries are the ones that you hate to see. You hate to see season enders. You know that there's going to be injuries. It's the NFL. It's just how it is. But when it's a big-time player, you hate to see that season-ending injury. But that's one of the many different things we'll talk about. We'll talk about that Sunday night football game. You know, the Chiefs barely beating the Jets, even though we know that the Jets have a bad situation with their quarterback. But Zach Wilson went out there and actually played a hell of a game last night and had an opportunity to, to beat the Chiefs, came up a little bit short. But, uh, you know, with the strength of that defense and that running game, as long as Zach Wilson doesn't too, do too many things that are bad, they're going to be in position to win those games. And, and they were really close last night to giving Kansas City, uh, you know, a, a surprise loss. But, in fact, the Chiefs go ahead and win that, that game and improve to 3-1 and one on the season. But, you know, for anyone who thinks that Kansas City is 100% the team that they've always been, they're really not. They've taken a step back a little bit as far as offensively goes, I think, but they're still 3-1, and one, so they're still in a really good position. So even if they're not clicking on all cylinders just yet, they still are a really good team. Patrick Mahomes uh, did not have a typical Patrick Mahomes night last night, uh, but again, the most important thing is what? Winning, and they found a way to win the game, so they improved to 3-1. and one. Uh, The Chargers are 2-2, two and two, and the Raiders and the Broncos both sitting there at 1-3, and the Broncos, uh, they almost messed around and played with their food enough to lose that game to the Chicago Bears. I mean, the Bears were really dominating that game for a while, and they found a way to lose. The Bronco defense looks really bad, like really bad. I don't know what it is about that defense. Vance Joseph, whatever he's got going in Denver, it's not good enough. That defense looks really, really bad, and, and I thought Chicago was going to be able to take advantage of that. And I'll tell you, man, if Denver had dropped to 0-4, oh, boy, that conversation would have been something special coming out of Denver today. But instead they squeak it out against the Bears and they improved to 1-3. and three. Uh, But that, that defense, the, the, te- the part of the team that I thought was going to be the strength is clearly not there in Denver. So uh, those are the guests that we have, Ed Grady, Tyler Dragon, Ari Mayrov. Plus we'll hear from Devontae Adams in the Raiders locker room and Josh Jacobs in the Raiders locker room as Vinny Bonsignor, who was in L.A. last night, sent that over to us, so we definitely appreciate that. And then you'll also hear uh, possibly throughout the course of the show we have some Max Crosby sound as he was on with Amber Theo Harris and and, uh, James Jones and Eric Allen following the game and uh, just a couple minutes of some Max Crosby sound, so we might get to that at some point of the show. But, of course, Raider Nation, we always want to hear from you as well. 702-365-9200 702-365-9200 and the don'tbebroke.com text line to 69187 keyword r and I know there's going to be a lot of folks that want to chime in on what they saw and that's what we're here for. Uh, it's kind of like a therapeutic Monday. Uh, we try to make the calls not as lengthy like don't do your own show because we want to try to get as many calls in as possible so you know just let's try to be respectful to others and get the call in get you know get your point in and boom boom let's go right just keep keep the party rolling so we can get as much feedback in 
as possible. So uh, we'll definitely get to the Raider Nation listener line at 702-365-9200 and also the don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword R&R. So now you know the guests coming up on the show. We have winning on the way as well. Uh, tickets to the boxing at the Chelsea Theater at the Cosmopolitan. We got that on the way. Let's go ahead and jump into the opening drive. The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM is brought to you by Paul Padalaw. It's not about the injury. It's about the recovery. So got a couple questions that I'd like to bring to the table as I do each and every day. It's just kind of what we do here on Unnecessary Roughness. And the first one's about quarterback Aiden O'Connell. We spent a lot of time last week talking about what quarterback we thought made the most sense to go in there. The Raiders went with rookie Aiden O'Connell, um, and I thought he got better throughout the course of the, the uh, game, right? I thought by the time the game ended, even though he threw an interception at the end, I thought he looked pretty decent. Earlier today, I asked Coach McDaniels if uh, you know Aiden O'Connell had earned more time and if it was going to be the Jimmy G show as long as he's healthy and Basically, he said, yeah, as long as Jimmy G's healthy, he's going to be the starting quarterback moving forward. So most likely uh, that was a one-week experiment with uh, Aiden O'Connell. But I want to get your thoughts. What did you think, right? I know my feelings on Aiden O'Connell and what he was able to do, and by no means was I going against them or rooting against them. I actually had a, people, a couple of people have the nerve to hit me up on Sunday and say, stop hating on him. I said, what are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? Never hated on him. I thought that the moment might have been a little too early, week four, didn't think that it made a whole lot of sense. But with that being said, they made the decision to go with them, so go with them. Cool. I actually, to be honest, I'll go ahead and start things off. I would like to see them continue to go with them. At this stage of the game, they put him out there week four. Let's see what he's got week five. Let's see how he continues to grow. That's what I'd like. I didn't want to see the start and stop. And this is what it sounds like it's going to be as long as Jimmy G's healthy, the start and stop. And, again, they're the coaches, not me. I'm just giving my opinion. So question, first question I have, what did you think of what Aiden O'Connell had to do? Would you like to see a little bit more of him? Again, it's the Jimmy G show as long as he's healthy, according to head coach Josh McDaniels. He said that earlier today. But what did you? What were your overall feelings on uh, quarterback Aiden O'Connell? And then the, I guess the million-dollar question that nobody's going to have a right answer on, how the hell do you get this thing turned around? Like this offense is just bad. There's no other way to describe it. It's just bad, especially in the second and the third quarters. The Raiders have not scored a touchdown in the second or third quarter yet this season. That's not going to win you many games. I've said it so many times that scoring under 20 points is not going to win you many games. It's not. They still have not gone over 20 points, not one time this year. Something has got to give to get this offense jump-started. As a matter of fact, as I was doing some research before the show, week four, which was yesterday, no points in the second quarter, three points uh, in the third quarter. That's all the Raiders got. And then obviously in the fourth quarter, they're able to come back. And that's all they've been doing. They score a touchdown in the first quarter, and they score a touchdown in the fourth quarter. But the second and third quarters are their suspect quarters. Again, yesterday, no points in the second quarters, a field goal in the third. Week three, that was against the Pittsburgh Steelers, Sunday night football. No points in the second quarter, no points in the third quarter. Week two, against the Buffalo Bills, three points in the second quarter, no points in the third quarter. And week one against the Denver Broncos, three points in the, in the second quarter and none in the third quarter. That's not going to get it done. That's a total of nine points in two quarters, actually eight quarters, the second and third. That's not going to get it done. Something has got to give to get this offense jump-started. And I, don't, I will tell you right now, I do not have the answer. I do not know what it is. I thought a heavier dose of the running game was going to be able to get things going. Josh Jacobs had a better day running. He really was a, a beast when it comes to catching the ball in the backfield. Josh Jacobs looks like he's rounded into form. Looks like he's starting to look like that guy he was last year. So I'm pretty confident in him. 
But I'm just not confident in this offense in general. I don't know what the hell the problem is. And I think that that's the best way to put it. Like, when they say, Houston, we have a problem, Raiders, there's a problem on offense. Again, they've scored nine total points in eight quarters, second and third quarters so far this, throughout the course of the season. That's not going to get it done. So those are the two questions I threw out there to you. Thoughts on Aiden O'Connell, what you saw from his one start that he got on Sunday, and then how do the Raiders get this thing turned around? What's the best plan of attack to get this thing turned around? And I know before we go to the phone lines, and I see we already got plenty of people lined up, I know every answer is going to be fire the coach, fire the coach, fire the coach. I get that. It's not going to happen. It's not happening. I'm looking for realistic expectations. I know there's going to be a lot of being and mowing about the coach. I get it. I, I saw the fan and yelling and screaming at Mark Davis at the game yesterday, which, by the way, I think is way out of line. And I don't know, I don't know why, and I get it. Fans are passionate, and, look, I'm passionate about things as well. I just wouldn't be that guy. I wouldn't be that guy that would go and start yelling and screaming and cussing at the owner and flipping the owner off and saying to fire McDaniels, this, that, and the other, like that one. And I saw a lot of people saluting that guy. So I get it. Everyone's not me. But I think that there should be a little bit of level of respect for the owner of the team. But that's just me. So uh, please don't call and salute that guy that, that was cussing out Mark Davis at the game because I think that that guy was out of line. Again, that's just me. So let's go out to the phone line, 702-365-9200. Let's go out to Sacramento, California, talk to our guy Greg. Greg, welcome to the show. Hey, Q. Thank you. Uh, blessings to you and Ari's families, of course, brother, before I get into it. Yes, sir. Um, for the first, with the first thing about Aiden O'Connell, I was impressed by him. Um, I went back last night and I looked at the first games for C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson, and, Br- and Bryce Young. And I liked what Aiden O'Connell. I think he was better than they were in their first game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he played against, he ran into just extreme pressure, obviously. Uh, Khalil Mack, he's always going to have vengeance when he comes against us. Uh, since we sent him off and he wanted to be a Raider forever. So he's always going to come with that juice. But I liked what I've seen. I think I've seen a lot of moxie from him. I didn't see any fear. I didn't see him getting down on himself. I seen right. that he was taking what the defense gave him, and that's something that I think Jimmy needs to do a little bit more. I think Aiden used the middle of the field more than I've seen. Um, it seems like, you know, and, and, it's, and it's a little bit of strange, and it kind of goes into what you're talking about, what we need to do to fix it. There's one thing we're not doing, and I, I hate to bring the Niners up, but they're a great stack team. But one thing I see that we're not doing that they need to take advantage of is the slant. Every time when I go back and I watch the game, I see that when it comes to Jacoby and Devontae, when they're lined up outside, these guys are giving them, say, seven to eight yards pushing every time. So yeah. I, don't understand, I don't know if there's a call that they call to say slant because, to me, when I watch the Niners, that's what they do. They don't do nothing right. special. They just slant right. you to death. They run yeah. out to death. Dick and duck, if the defense is going to give you that, take it. So that's the thing that I think when you're talking about what takes the jump start, besides not having penalties, besides our offensive line yeah. getting blown off the ball every single play. I asked my wife. She barely she got married into the Raider Nation, Her bless her heart. But I asked my wife, I said, babe, what do you see? She's like, the defensive line is in the backfield every play. And, and she's right about that, especially on the side with Illuminor and them. I thought this yeah. DVR guy was supposed to be the strongest man alive. And he, to me, I'm not seeing anything that's impressive. But I think the thing that gets a jump start, take what the defense gives you. Every play doesn't have to be a home run. We're holding on to the ball too long. I love what I see from Aiden O'Connell. But then again, like you said, if he's just not going to play again. Jimmy G's going to come back in. So I don't really see 
even though I wanted to see him, if we're not going with him, to me, it really didn't make no sense. So I think to get it started, start running more slant, please. If they're going to give these guys 10-yard cushion, Devontae, which they do every single play, Jacoby every single play, take what the defense gives you. Thank you, Q, for uh, taking my call. I appreciate you, brother. Hey, great call. I'm glad you brought up the 49ers. That's a point I wanted to bring up a couple weeks ago, and I just failed to do it, and that's a shame on me. Um, they don't – They don't. you know, everyone talks about the, the Raiders aren't stretching the field. They're not taking any deep shots. The Niners don't take very many deep shots either. They, Like you said, Greg, they dink and dunk you to death. They take what's there. They get the ball out of Brock Purdy's hands really quickly, and I'm not trying to slight Purdy at all, but they really don't get too complicated with their style. You know, they don't really do a whole lot. They get creative with the play calling as far as getting the playmakers the, the ball in their hand, and, and then they just go from there. You know, but the thing about, I mean, the penalties, I mean, my eyes just rolled when you said the penalties because there's just penalties that – there's penalties that, you, that are, you're going to get hit with that are just, okay, those are aggressive football-playing penalties. And then there's dumb stuff, right? It's like there's two different categories. Like there's penalties and then there's Raider penalties, right? I mean, just – and this is on defense, but David Long Jr. stands out to me the most. David Long just literally walked past the line of scrimmage while he was lining up, just literally almost walked up to the wide receiver he was guarding and walked right past the line of scrimmage. It was clear as day, and then Max comes up with a big sack, and it was, it was a fumble on Herbert's part. Now the Chargers came up with it, but that play doesn't count, right? Offsides, defense. That's just, a, that's just, that's just a being aware. That's an awareness penalty. Right? Spillane on a Trayvon Merrick return. Merrick comes up with an interception. Nice return. Stupid penalty. Stupid, stupid uh, block that wasn't even necessary. And all of a sudden now they're back, they're back in, their, you know, in their own side of the field. I don't have to talk about the Jerry Tillery penalty. I don't even have to go into that one. Right? I mean, it's just it's like penalty after penalty. Illuminor, false start. Turns it from like third to one to third and six. Right, I mean, and you have a rookie quarterback that's trying his very best to go out there, and I don't, I don't hold any, you know, begrudge to, to Aiden O'Connell. I think he did the very best he can with the, the circumstance he was dealt with. Now he's got to, he's got to have ball security. He's got to be better with the ball in his, in his hands in the pocket. That's something he's got to clean up. But I mean, hell, if I had Khalil Mack on my backside every twelve or every two seconds, then, <laughs> then I'd probably drop the ball too. I mean, Khalil Mack, he just had a career day. He had a career day on, on in one game. Like if he doesn't get another sack the rest of the season, they'll be like, well, he had six sacks on the season. Not too bad. Right? I mean, I guarantee you that six sacks probably be number two on the Raiders this year. I mean, it feels like it, right? Like someone probably rolled their eyes when I said that. But, I mean, look, Max has four. Everyone else has one. I mean, again, Max gives you everything he's got. Should have had three yesterday. But because of that David Long, that David Long penalty, takes one away. Those penalties, that's, I mean, they're, they're not a good enough team. I look at the Chiefs and I look at the Dolphins right now as the teams that can shoot themselves in the foot, like get a holding penalty, and it's first and 20, and they can make up for it. And we saw this, you know, we saw it yesterday. We saw it a couple times yesterday. The Chargers would be backed up. It would be first and 20. I look over to my guy Vegas Jess, and I'm like, hey, first and 20, you got to get off the field. And he's like, that's not happening. And then all of a sudden, one play, first down, pick up 11, 12 yards. Second down, pick up five yards. Third down, boom, first down. Just the Raiders aren't good enough to overcome those. Those those ten yard penalties, those ones that get you off schedule, they're not they're not a good enough team yet to be able to overcome those, so they can't have those. Certain teams are able to overcome them. Miami I look at all the time and Kansas City as those teams that could do it. I don't think it's the Raiders as that team. It's just it's unfortunate, but that's just kind of what it is. Uh, let's go out to the phone lines again and talk to our guy Raider Rowe. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind? <laughs> 
Hey, what's up, Q? How's it going, man? Chilling, man, chilling. Man, I love my Raiders, but they make it so hard, man. I mean, they make it hard, man. I bring it to oh, the I know. Like, <laughs> oh, I know. Cleo, <laughs> man, man, at what point are we going to give the guy some help on this dude? You know what I mean? And then, yeah. and then Akon, Akon, when he did have a chance to throw the ball, he wasn't afraid to slink it down the field to give those guys an opportunity to at least try to get to it. And I also think that Jacobs, instead of being the check down, he should be part of that offense, man. Let's get some plays in there for him. You know what I mean? Short passes to him in the, in the flat or whatever. And get him in some open space. That'll help a lot, I think. Yeah, I agree. I thought Jacobs had a hell of a game. I really did. So that that has to happen. And yeah, Aiden O'Connell, I think he stood and thank you for the call. I appreciate you. Aiden O'Connell stood in the pocket. Right? I mean, even though he had all that pressure, he could have got happy feet. And look, that's the thing. I don't want him to be that guy that's all of a sudden damaged early because of the offensive line not not protecting him. I don't want him to be become that guy. So I know that Coach McDaniel said today, he told me, I asked him, that was the first question I asked him when he opened up questions today. Has Aiden O'Connell done enough to earn some more reps? Because I personally think he did. I would like to see him more. I know Jimmy's the guy that's the high, the high ticket guy. But like I said last week, if you're going to put Aiden in, then give him a real shot. Don't give him a one-week a one week tease, right? If you're going to put him in, put him in. Let him rock. But it sounds like it's going to be going back to Jimmy G, which, again, I think Jimmy G probably gives you the best opportunity to win. But if you want to literally see what everyone called last week and says wants to see what this young guy can do, let him see what he can do. A one-week sample size isn't going to show at all. But, again, I'm not the coach. I'm just the guy sitting behind the mic. Uh, Eddie in L.A., you're up next. What's on your mind, brother? What's going on, Q? As I said it many times before, it ain't need to be a Raider fan. Yesterday <laughs> was a I mean, right? it, 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 you just got to love it. it. Everything was designed for us to go in there and beat a hobble team Yet that hobble team, Khalil Mack, goes for a career record. So it's it's just a life in the day of being what what could they do to fix it? They need to dumb down that offense. It's 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 two years in a row of players thinking too much. Last year you had you had Derek Carr talking about he was thinking too much there and slowed him down in his progression, and, and that affected his play. Jimmy G slowing him down. The kids went in. Kid did the best he could do. I mean, I'm proud of the kid. You, if anybody's going to sit there and bash this kid for what he what he had to play against, and what and still putting us in, he threw that costly interception. But that's his experience. To me, it's the coaching staff that didn't prepare him enough. They didn't give him any better, simpler com- completions to make. What's the middle of the field? I, you're absolutely right about San Francisco. They're not shooting down. They're they're, they're taking what the defense gives you. But they're they're predicated. Their pass is always predicated on the run. We're right. trying to set up the run, but our run is set it up on our pass because of the offensive weapons we have. You have, you have alignment that are now not their shell what they were a year ago. To me, in my mind, this offense is just too complicated, and they're thinking too much, leading to too many mistakes. Now, one thing I don't, I, I just, I don't know what remedy you can get, but Illuminor. Really, well, you got to count them every game, no matter since last year, for at least two, one or two penalties. I mean, you can't have a lineman there that's going to continue to cost you to go backwards, especially when you have a rookie. Now, they had a chance to fix it over in the, in the, in the offseason, and they didn't. They chose to, they chose to prioritize their, their, their offensive scheme over the abilities of the players. I said it. I, I said it many times. I don't know how many people would agree with me or not. This team is regressing. Now we're just seeing it way more you know, up, up close in person. Now, 
Jimmy G comes back, I understand it's going to be his team. But what do you need to see? What do you need to see from Jimmy G? At the very least, the, the kid brought us to a point where we could still win these games. And that's, that, that's the, 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 the last thing I want to say. Is that is the most crucial part that worries me the most. Our, uh, these players are in the game. They're, they're trying to win. How many more of these brutal losses is going to take before they, those players just quit? Now, I don't, I'm not saying anybody's quit yesterday, none of that. But right. we're not that far away. I mean, we're really not. So hopefully they find something. They have to do something to turn this around. Dumb it down. Just same thing on defense. I mean, the defense did whatever they could yesterday, but they held their own enough for us to win. But often, it's just to show what they are. And until he dumps, until Josh McDaniels either gives up the play call and starts actually coaching and, and, and being able to help the rest of the team, we're going to continue to have these problems week in and week out. Now we've got prime time next week on Monday night. God help us, man. It ain't easy being a Raiders fan. Raider Nation, stay up. All right, thank you for the call. I appreciate you. Good stuff. Uh, yeah, so that's 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 the thing, man. It's like, you know, the defense did really well in the second half. Uh, they were able to, you know, shut out the Chargers, and Justin Herbert didn't have a great day at the office. But at that point, they had already had that lead, and so they kind of changed their style as well. But, yeah, I mean, the defense is something that I thought – did a good enough job to allow the Raiders to get back in it, but they just couldn't get things going. Uh, the offensive line was a problem, obviously, giving up as many sacks as they did. Seven sacks on a day, six to Khalil Mack. I mean, it's just that doesn't that's a recipe for a fail every single time. So you can't you cannot, you know, just you can't you can't live like that, right? And again, having the first quarter success and fourth quarter success, but not having any success in the second and third, that really is uh, is a problem. I uh, got a text real quick, 69187, keyword r Mr. Q, I gave young Jeezy a higher grade than I gave Coach McDaniels. If you're a play-calling guru, we got to score more than 20 points. Uh, that's STL Raider D. Appreciate you there. And that's been a problem all season, man. I mean, and I, I called it after day one. After the game against Denver, I said, you can win against the Broncos 17-16. You can do that. You can get away with only scoring 17 points. That's not going to fly when you're going up against other teams that can score, like the Bills, like the Steelers like the Chargers, like the Packers, right? I mean, it's just, it's just not going to work. You're, you've got to get over 20 points. In 2023, it is not, you know, your grandfather's NFL. You've got to be able to score points. Central Coast Raider Q, if they weren't going to run the ball in that last play, that was a perfect chance to throw the ball at Jacobs, and he would have got his first catch and touchdown. Central Coast Raider. Yeah, you're right about that, and I honestly thought that they should have ran the ball. And I think a lot of Raider Nation thought that, that they should have just ran the ball uh, when they were as close as they were. Jacobs was cooking. He was getting downhill, and it's unfortunate. It didn't happen. We'll get back to your calls and texts. we got Ed Graney coming up next. Remember, we're at the Oyo, the Underground Lounge, newly renovated. you got to come on by, check it out. And do not forget about the weekly slot tournament where you can win up to $1,000 in free slot play every single Thursday, 1 to 3 p.m., Wheel of Fortune Slot Zone. Uh, you got to come by and check it out. And, of course, second place, you can win $500. Third place, you can win $250. But let's go for the whole $1,000. Get the whole $1,000 weekly slot tournament here uh, at the Oyo Underground Lounge. Again, the Wheel of Fortune Slot Zone. Ed Graney joins us next. It's Radio Nation Radio 920. That was the opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Brought to you by Paul Padala. It's not about the injury. It's about the recovery. This podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness on LVSportsNetwork.com is brought to you by Porta Subs. Make sure you check out Porta Subs' six-foot party trays. They're perfect for game days. 
you'll get your choice of three made-to-order classic subs made with premium meats and cheese on your choice of fresh-baked bread, loaded with fresh veggies, toppings, and sauces. Game day six-foot trays serve 12 to 16 people, so you can sit back and enjoy the game. Available at all Las Vegas area Porta Subs, neighborhood sandwich shops, order ahead at portasubs.com. You know, guys just did a good job around me, kept encouraging me. Obviously, we got down in the first half. I think our defense did a really good job keeping us in the game, especially in the second half. And the guys around me are really good playmakers, so just try to get them the ball and, and make plays. But like I said, just, just a lot to correct, and, you know, we're, we're going to do that this week. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness. Live at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. There you go. That's the sounds of Aiden O'Connell right there following the game. The Raiders lose 24-17 to the Chargers and drop to 1-3 on the season. We are at the Oyo Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. We're here every single Monday night. It's our Monday night football spot. We've got T-shirts, cups, koozies, tickets. Uh, we've got all kind of tickets for you. So if you want to get the hookup, we've got the hookup for you. Power trip. You want to go there? Those are like $1,600 tickets or whatever. we got those for you as well. UNLV tickets. I know they have a buy this week, but uh, we've got those as well for you. So come on by. Say what's up. We'll get you hooked up again. We're at the uh, Oyo Hotel and Casino, the Underground Lounge, our Monday night football spot. Join us now on the phone lines as he does each and every Monday is Ed Graney from our sister station ESPN Las Vegas and the Las Vegas Review Journal. And Ed, thanks so much for your time. I definitely appreciate you. And the Raiders lose 24-17. Aiden O'Connell got his first career start. What did you think uh, overall about what the rookie was able to do last night? Um, better in the second half than the, than the first. Uh, wasn't given much protection, so felt bad from there. Uh, when one guy has six sacks, that tends to be an issue. Um <laughs> You know, I thought I thought early on, Q, the game was a little too fast for him. Held onto the ball a little too long. His timing was off on some throws. Uh, but I thought he, you know, he grew up a little in the second half and made better throws. Um, and you know, let him on a drive. And then, you know, again, like a rookie um, will do. I didn't like the play call at all. But you know, his timing on the throw in terms of the route uh, was early, and uh, it gets picked off. And then that's the game. So, um, you know, I mean, look. Uh, you can't bag on the kid. He was his first start as a rookie, um, but uh, he's got a lot to learn, a lot to a lot to improve on. Um, but I don't think that was their biggest issue. Um, again, they couldn't protect him. Um, they ran the ball late, which is what I thought that call should have been on first and goal from the three. Um, yep. I, I just, you know, they just they they've got Josh Jacobs in the backfield, and I think by throwing it there with the rookie, they overthought the room. At least you run it one time with Jacobs to see, because he was, you know, he was he was finding lanes at that point. I think the Chargers were a little tired. Um, I would prefer them to run the ball there with Jacobs on first down and just see what he could get. And then, you know, it's four down territory anyway, and you only have to get three yards. So um, I didn't like that call at all uh, to put in Naden O'Connell's hands there, at least on first down. Maybe you have to if you get a third and fourth down, but um, overall, again, a lot to learn for the kid. Um, and I thought, you know. He composed himself well at times, and other times he looked like a rookie. Right, and that's expected, right? I mean, because rookies getting their first start, they're gonna they're gonna have their ups and downs, and so that was kind of my caution about him even getting a getting the the play in week four. But I asked Coach McDaniel's earlier today, does is uh, you know is it Jimmy G's team as long as he's healthy, or does Aiden O'Connell earn some time? And he said, is Jimmy G as long as he's healthy? Do you think that that's the right decision, or would you like to see more from Aiden O'Connell? I think after yesterday, it's probably the right decision for now. Um, what I would like to see maybe is now O'Connell become the backup um, okay. in case something happens with Jimmy G. O'Connell's had a game. Um, 
if you're the backup, you get some snaps during the week. That's the one thing McDaniel said yesterday. You know, he was able to get O'Connell snaps the whole week, and that's why he started him. Whereas before, as the three guy, you're not getting any snaps during the week, and you don't want to throw a kid into a game, you know, after not getting any snaps. So um, I think ultimately what we thought would happen is will ultimately happen, and he'll become the backup. At least I would think that would happen. And then if Jimmy G goes down again, then, you know, you have Aiden O'Connell to keep developing him and see what you have. You have to, you have to see what you have in him, man. Um, you know, he's a 25-year-old rookie. He's not, he's not a young rookie. Right. Uh, you, you need to see what you have in this kid uh, before you decide whether he's in, you know, in your future plans or not. Um, so yeah. I was going think to maybe become the backup, um, but I would stick with Jimmy G's starter now. So moving forward, uh, you know, I'm looking at the Raiders and what they've done offensively so far this season. Through four games, Ed, they haven't gone over 20 points and they haven't scored a touchdown in the second or third quarters in any of their games. What is the major dysfunction or the major uh, issue why they can't get things going in the second and third quarters? Well, until yesterday late, they couldn't run the ball at all. And if you can't run right. and you come one-dimensional, it doesn't really matter what quarter it is, that you know, you're, you're not going to score um, uh, on a consistent basis. So, you know, hopefully for them, they found something yesterday. Now, it was against the Chargers who were missing a lot of guys, uh, including a guy named Bosa. Um, so maybe that helped them uh, late when they were able to find some lanes, when Josh was able to find some lanes. But they've got to run the ball consistently. They've got to run the ball better. And once you do that, I think with Jimmy G, things will be better with Jimmy G, and he'll find, you know, more receivers and target more guys and go through his progression. But until he gets protection that he needs um, – and they keep him clean because he's been pretty good when he's been kept clean. But on the 24 rushes against Jimmy G, uh, it's been bad in terms of when he's not kept clean and how he has to go through his progression quickly um, uh, and where you know where he goes with the ball. So it all starts with running the ball, man. It's a cliche, but I think it's true, and it's much true with the Raiders. They've got to run the ball more consistently because they've got a great back, and that offensive line has to play a lot better, man. Ed Graney is our guest here on Raider Nation Radio 920 Unnecessary Roughness. Of course, Ed is from the RJ, the Las Vegas Review Journal, and our sister station, ESPN Las Vegas. So as far as Josh Jacobs goes, he looked like, even though he had a big day really receiving as opposed to running, he looked like he was starting to round into form into that guy that we saw last season. What did you see from Josh Jacobs' overall game on Sunday? Yeah, I mean, he did. I thought he was great in the passing game, and I thought O'Connell did a good job you know, uh, checking down to him when he didn't have anything. To, as a rookie, that was important just to get some completions and get some positive yardage. Um, so I thought that was, those were good decisions by Aiden O'Connell. Um, yeah, I thought this is, look, there's no question this is the first time we saw Josh Jacobs yesterday. He said that looked a little more like last year than, you know, the, the previous games we've seen him this season. Um, so, I, like I said, I would have loved to see him get the ball in that first down um, and maybe even yeah. second down. It's only three yards. Um, I would have loved to seen that. But you're right. Uh, this is the first time we've seen him. And said, oh, you know, that looked like last year, breaking some tackles, um, getting positive yardage, um, you know, uh, did a great job catching out of the backfield. Just had a team I like 80-something yards receiving. Um, so I agree with you 100%. I think this is the best we've seen of him. And, you know, hopefully for them, it just continues on. But, you know, that line's got to help him out a little. And if they do, I think this is maybe going to become a spark and he can, you know, get back to that form. Another thing that just drives me crazy, I know it drives Raider Nation cra crazy as well, Ed, is just all the unforced issues, the unforced mistakes, the penalties that are caused only by the Raiders. And they just had too many of them, and they, it reared its ugly head again on Sunday. I don't know what it is. This is not a Coach McDaniels thing because it's been going on with the Raiders for years on top of years. What in the hell can they do to stop having all these just 
boneheaded mistakes that they keep making. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you about it. It's not, it's not McDaniels. They've been undisciplined for a long time. And yeah. I don't know if that can be coached out of guys or it just has to be guys themselves on the field. I mean, do, can you? Is it coaching when Jerry Tillery does that? I don't think so. Um, right. I think that I think that's just him doing something really stupid. Um, right. Was it Spillane on the crackback on the interception? Um, you know, I think you know that those those are just things. I don't think that's you know. I know Josh said afterwards. You know, you got to coach it better. Well, how do you coach silliness? You know, I mean, right. you, that's got to come from the player, man. That's got to come from a player watching film and saying, you know what? When I'm in that position again, I can't do those things. You know, the false starts, you know, those are the things I think drive people crazy. The false starts, the um, procedures, you know, just things that are just, now that's discipline. That's just complete right. discipline um, that you have to be better at. So I agree with you. I mean, I don't know if it, be, it can be coached out of guys. I think guys have to be professionals and mature and, and, and watch film and say that they just can't do that and put their teams in a bad position. Um, you know, I just, it killed them yesterday in a game that ended up being a seven-point game. Um, right. You know, I don't know what difference it makes if it's a seven-point game, but you know that 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 reset that interception really had a chance to maybe get them a good field position to where they maybe go down and score. But you know, you right. got to bring it all the way back, and they finally force yep. a turnover. And the one time they finally force a turnover, they get they get the, they get the, the penalty. So you're right. Um, it it must drive. I'm sure it drives fans crazy. I'm sure it drives Josh McDaniels crazy. But that that to me, that's the onus on the player. Those are the those, that that that's the onus on these players. Not really. The coaches. I think the coaches, you know, coach schemes, coach execution, coachings like that. I don't think that can be coached out of guys. I just think that's a responsibility of the player. Yeah, I mean, one that stands out to me is the offsides by David Long Jr., right? I mean, he just yeah. was blat- blatantly past the line of scrimmage. It wasn't even close. Like, I'm sitting at home watching it. I was like, um, he is offsides. He does know he's offsides, right? No, clearly he didn't. You know what I mean? It's like right. that's just awareness, just knowing where you're on the field. I mean, that's that. you got to be smarter than that, Ed. Yeah, you do, and um, you're exactly right. That's just being aware in in, in a crucial moment, and and right. he wasn't. And again, that's that's stuff where, you know, I'm going to put that I'm going to put that on the player. Um, yeah, now, it is an undisciplined team, and ultimately McDaniel's is responsible for the team. This is his his club, and you know he's got to take blame. You know, ultimately for anything that happens because it's his team. But the, the these are these are professionals who should be better when it comes to those kind of things and not be undisciplined in those moments. Yeah, I agree 100%. Again, Ed Graney is our guest that we're talking with here on Radio Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. So the defense gives up 24 points in the first half and nothing in the second half. Yeah. What did you see that was different, that changed on the defense, why they were able to have success? I just thought they played more fundamentally sound in the second half. I thought, uh, you know, they gave them a chance and, you know, they – they did against, uh, even though, you know, we can go back and harp on the decision against Pittsburgh, you know, they had had two three-and-outs there also. So much like you said about the offense, it seems they're playing better late um, and as the game goes on. But, again, you can't give up 24 in the first half. It's exactly what you said on the offense, Q. Um, right. You know, you give up, you give up 24. That, that's a hard hole to climb out of. Um, but they did hold them. They did hold them to zero in the second half. Um, you know, Herbert gets hurt, goes in. Goes back in with a with a um, splint on his finger bigger than Summerlin. Um, I don't know if you saw that thing, man. That was I did. That was, yeah, that was amazing. That uh, yeah, I know it's just not throwing him, but still, that had to hurt. Um, yeah, I mean, just find what you did in the second half and the first half. You know, don't right. don't commit penalties. You know, find 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 that kind of consistency, and things are going to be a lot better. But I thought you know the defense played much better in the offense yesterday. 
Um, yeah, I do. I agree. I, I, I don't think there's any question about that. So, yeah, I mean, just find it earlier. And, again, that's maybe some of that's coaching. Maybe some of that's, you know, a lot of it's execution. Um, but they have shown in quarters in, in certain segments, you know, that they can hold up and, you know, and, and get three and outs and stop teams. But, you know, when you dig yourself a hole like that, is exactly what McDaniel said yesterday. You don't want to have to fervishly uh, try to come back and win it in the last second all the time. Because that's hard right. to do in the NFL. It's really hard to do in the NFL to be the team that always has to come back and always has to rally from a deficit. You know, NFL teams are good, and there's good players on both sides. And it's just it's putting a lot of, a lot of pressure on both sides of the ball when you have to come back from that much. Yeah, it's it's not it's not a good game to play. <laughs> it's re- it no, really it's isn't. Not. You're living dangerously yeah. each and every weekend. No. At some point, you you're going to get the, burned. You want to be the one with 24 at the half. You don't want them to be the one with 24 at the half. Exactly, exactly right. Well, Ed, we'll close out with this. On Saturday, we found out that uh, Chandler Jones has in fact been released from the Silver and Black, and I know that we don't have any details on what's going on with him. We know it's been a hell of a month since the season started when it came to Chandler Jones. But ultimately, when you saw that they released him, what was your thoughts? Um, that they had to do it. Uh, you know, I, I think at that point when he's arrested and it's factual there, then that's the time to release him. I think up until that point, uh, and I, I still think they're worried about him. I still think they, you know, uh, yeah. you know, the help he needs and, and all of that. I mean, I don't think they've changed that, but yeah, I mean, after the latest, uh, string of, of posts and then he gets arrested, I think they, 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 sh- they just had to move on Q. I don't think, I don't think they could keep going uh, with him on that list, uh, the non illness list or whatever he was on. I think once right. he got arrested, it gave them the opportunity to move on from him. I think it was the right choice. Um, I think everyone hopes, you know, there's help out there and that, you know, someone can get to him and, and help him. Um, and I think the Raiders are right there with that. I don't think I would be surprised if that wasn't how they felt. But um, I think it was the right move to move on from him. At some point, you had to do it. Yeah, I, I felt like it was on the way. Just didn't know exactly when the yeah. breaking point was going to be. But that arrest clearly was it because uh, they quickly released him. Uh, the yeah. next day, so there's that. Well, Ed, fantastic stuff as always, my man. Uh, UNLV is looking pretty good right now. Picked up a win over Hawaii at uh, Legion Stadium on Saturday. That was big. Uh, what are you writing on that we should be looking out for? Uh, little uh, little aces this week. You know, it's, we we got the yeah. uh, finals that we wanted against Liberty, and does, that doesn't happen a lot in, in sports. And you know, where you get the finals you want. And uh, I'll see you out at the Raiders as usual. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, thanks so much for your time, man. We appreciate you, my man. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate you. Take care. Yes, sir. There he is, Ed Granny from the Las Vegas Review-Journal and, of course, our sister station ESPN Las Vegas, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. with Tyler Bischoff, the press box. They could check, you could check them out on that show. We definitely appreciate Ed and his thoughts this afternoon. Remember, we're here at the Oyo. The Underground Lounge is the spot. Uh, don't forget to come in here and ask about the Wheel of Fortune slot zone. Uh, you can get hooked up. You can win up to $1,000. That's Thursdays, 1 to 3 p.m. Uh, there's also prize, cash prizes for second and third place. But if you're coming here right now and you're just like, you know, Q, I'm a little bit hungry, Good. I'm glad you are. There are some fantastic, and I mean fantastic items on this menu that I didn't even know about. I think that they were hiding it from me for the longest, like the Vegas Strip Sliders, like the Lobster Roll, like the Street Tacos, like the Cheese Plate if you want to get a little fancy, PB&J Wings. My man Vegas Jess is a big wings guy, so that would be one for him. How about this? Bourbon Pork Belly, Truffle Fries, Deviled Eggs. Are you kidding me? They got all this on the menu, plus a whole lot more. They got a drinks menu. They got everything. They done fancied up, man. 
They done fancied up here, so you need to come on by and fancy up with them, hang out with us, sit on some of these uh, great lounge chairs that they have and uh, sit on these couches, and they have the nice tables in front. So uh, you can't miss any of the action. There's all these TVs. This is the spot to be. It really is. So come on by, hang out with us. We're at the Oyo Hotel and Casino, the Underground Lounge. We do it every Monday night with Radio Nation Radio 920. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness. Live at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. Threw the question out there. Threw a couple questions out there. What did you think of the performance of Aiden O'Connell as he got his first NFL start on Sunday? And what in the world can the Raiders do to get this thing turned around? Get this offense in particular jump-started. They haven't scored a touchdown in the second or third quarter yet at all this season. They've got to be able to get in the end zone, not just in the first quarter and not just in the last quarter when they're trying to come back, but also in the second and third quarter when, I don't know, they could take the lead and uh, have a little bit of momentum going into the locker room and even coming out of the locker room. So what are your thoughts? We got a quick text from Jason in Maryland. He says, well, Q, there isn't anything this team can do to make things better. What's frustrating is some of you guys' super optimism going into the season when anybody who's knowledgeable of football can see this team is flawed. At some point, y'all will hold this coach accountable. He's the problem. I'm over this optimism that y'all see. Aiden O'Connell isn't fitting to save the season. The Niners is a bad comparison because they actually have a good play caller despite y'all mystery faith in McDaniels. So thank you, Jason, for that text. I appreciate you. And the theme that I got from that was it's all y'all's fault. It's all y'all's fault. And you're right. It's, it's all us. Look, all I say, Jason, and I know we've gone back and forth plenty of times on this show, all I tell you is what I see. If you want me to come back to the show and tell you what I see on the daily, I will. If you don't, I won't. You tell me what you'd like to do. The whole y'all optimism, hold the coach accountable, it's so lazy. It is so lazy. We do everything we can to bust our ass and bring you as much information about your team as possible, and all you want to do is point the finger, point the finger, point the finger at y'all. That ain't solving no problem. And it's not just you. I'm talking to you because you sent the text in, but it's not just you. It's plenty. And it's just old. It really is old and whatever. So you tell me what to do. I'll wait for your text to follow up, and I'll, do, I'll follow your directions, and we'll go from there. Mitch, you're up. What's on your mind? Hi, Q. How you doing? I was fantastic until, you know, until I wasn't. What's I up? I guess we're doing better, we're doing better <laughs> than the Raiders. I, I, may, I don't think I am. I don't think I am, Jason. Or not Jason. I don't think I am, Mitch. I don't think I am doing better than the Raiders. Well, Go ahead. Not money-wise, but. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Boy, the Mac attack. Uh, you know, if somebody's special like that, you keep them. But where's the offense? Where are the wide receivers? What we had, uh, the tight end, the Giants, Darren, Darren Wool, and this tight end from, from, from Notre Dame, I thought he was supposed to be so good. I hardly, hardly see him on the box scores. Is he hurt? But no, he's, 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 he's out there. He only has one catch uh, for two yards so far this season. Nothing. No, no kind of production. Jeez. And then yep. uh, is Derek Carr the best, uh, best quarterback since uh, Dallas Monica? Why we get? Are we the Red Cross? We get everybody's uh, leftovers. I was reading I would, a, a, a mock draft today. The guys picking um, Drake, Drake, uh, Drake May from North Carolina, which is he, that'd be great. How many times yep. do we say this? He'd be great. We might as well just go for Caleb because I think that's what the Bears and the Bears go for Caleb, which is going to is pretty obvious. I mean, I don't think they do it intentionally. And if Justin Fields had a good game. I'll take Justin. 
All right. Well, thank you, Mitch. I definitely appreciate it. Yeah, look, I don't know, man. When it comes to production, there is no production right now from the offense. It's not what it's supposed to be. Again, I've said it a thousand times. You've got to score more than 20 points. They're not getting it done. Right? They've got playmakers. In practice, they look like they're doing well. Right? They look like they have things going in the right direction in training camp, and it hasn't, it hasn't translated. There's nothing I can do about it. There's nothing Vinny can do about it. There's nothing JT can do about it. It just happens to be what it happens to be. The team is underachieving, and now this is the results of it. One and three. Tyler Dragon kicks off hour number two of the show. It's Unnecessary Roughness, Radio Nation Radio 920. And thank you so much for listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness here on LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs.